0: Good morning Pile. 7 o'clock. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. This is Most trust name in automobiles. It's one about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. You need to get something off your chest today. Now is the day to do it. And you do it through the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. 970-242-1340. Broncos interview Jim Harbaugh virtually on Monday at zero. Averro yesterday in person. Get some thoughts on the Broncos' coaching search. Averro, by the way, uh, the Texans and the Colts have requested an interview through the Broncos to talk to Avero. Of course, they have to; those teams have to reach out to the Broncos because Agero, Averro, is still under contract with Denver, mm-hmm. so he's expected to interview with them for the for their head coaching jobs. So. Interesting question they asked today on the get-ups. The last place First team, one of the year, actually. And it could be 13 first, you know, days in. Exactly. It's an interesting question, though. Mm-hmm. the teams that finished last place in their division in the league this year, in the NFL. Okay. Which one's the most likely to win their division? Ooh,
1: you know that a, is intriguing.
0: Dominic Foxworth, one one time Bronco, mm-hmm. says Denver is.
1: I can't agree with that, and it's not a knock against the Broncos. It's the division they're in
0: because it's, it's a tough division. I, I I agree.
1: They finished nine games back in a 17-game schedule. You know what I mean? Right. The Falcons finished a game out of first place in last place, playing the last three weeks, a rookie quarterback, with kind of a team that's a, S- yeah. Slightly on the right.
0: It's a soft division. Let's and let's you, be honest about yeah, that. You now have it, to take that turned, into account. It's turned into a soft division. It, even it absolutely Brady, has. Even though Brady is still there, they won at eight and 9 mm-hmm.
1: You know, and everybody else in that division finished seven and ten. So it's not like you know they were nine games out or Chicago ten games back in the seventeen game schedule. You know what I mean, right? Even Houston finished six games out of first place. I just,
0: I I agree with you on that. I to me, if you're handicapping it, the the Falcons, if Desmond Ritter pans out, mm-hmm. that division, it, and then the Saints don't solve their quarterback situation. Carolina is also in that situation as well. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with Brady? That. They're probably in the best position to go from worst to first in, in their division.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, you know who's second, I think, if we were to rank them? I'd be my Browns, honestly. Because, yeah, you know what? They were five games back or six games back, whatever it turned out to be. because Five and a half because Cincinnati didn't get a full 17 in. But Deshaun Watson... Off the field issues or whatever, the rust is kind of knocked off. Maybe if he and Stefanski can get on the same
0: page. If defense gets better, I know they're going to interview Brian Flores to be D.C.
1: They whacked Joe Woods in the least surprising news ever. Uh, So, you know, I think Atlanta, just based on the fact that they're, what, seven points away from winning that division with one of their losses to Tampa Bay?
0: And, and I would rank it in the same way. I'd rank it. I go Falcons, Browns. Mm-hmm. They then, lost to Tampa in Tampa,
1: twenty-one yeah. fifteen. They win that game. They're they win the division.
0: It's that I'll, simple. I'll be honest too. I now I'd put the Broncos over the Texans in far as going from worst to yeah, first.
1: Texans, Bears, Cardinals,
0: Cardinals. But I don't think I'd put them ahead of the Jets. Jets' defense, the skill guys they have, they're really kind of a quarterback away mm-hmm. from from contending in that division and maybe uh, maybe winning that division. Patriots yeah. look like they're on the decline. Jets, Dolph- have the Dolphins same... are in kind of flux. Mm-hmm. They're a playoff team, but who knows what's going to happen moving forward. The
1: Jets have the same issue the Broncos do, kind of. To me, it's not necessarily them. It's the rest of their division. Right. The top half of their division is... The, the Bills and the Chiefs are both elite, and on any given year, Miami and the Chargers can be dangerous. So they kind of have the same problem, but I would probably put Denver a little bit above the Jets because their quarterback at least, Russell Wilson at yeah, least has track that's, record that's of true. winning football.
0: Jets are, are young. That defense is getting better, though. Mm-hmm. And not that Denver's defense is old and decrepit. Yeah. They might
1: be third out of the eight. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess I think about it that yeah because because of Ross and what we've seen the mm-hmm. last couple of games. Right. And and hopefully the Denver defense will will not regress.
1: They have more talent that, on paper than Washington, I think. Yeah, I I, I agree with Both that. Both sides of the ball, offense maybe Washington favors a little bit, but defense, Denver's is much better.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't think you know outside of Terry McLaurin Robinson at the running back spot. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: You don't know what your quarterback situation. is Yeah, don't know what gonna that's gonna like. look like. They they just canned their offensive coordinator this week. Arizona's a mess.
0: It's an absolute mess. Even with Kyler Murray, in which don't we don't know when we're going to see right. Kyler Murray again because but of the knee injury. Part
1: of the mess, but he's also <laughs> you know? part of
0: the mess even before the knee injury. So I'd
1: probably go Falcons, yeah. Browns, Broncos.
0: I'll I'll, I'll 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 change my tune on the Jets. The more I think about it, with what we've seen here at the end of the season, mm-hmm. maybe it's just me being pessimistic about the Broncos and how the season's gone. How I mean, it's the Jets team that yeah. beat the Broncos. That was Brett Rippin quarterbacking. But at that point in time, Russ could have been quarterbacking. They could have very well mm-hmm. lost the game, too, the way they were playing.
1: But when your season rests on Mike White slash Joe Flacco...
0: Or e- you do feel a whole lot better about having Russell Wilson in, yeah. that, in that scenario.
1: Because at least there's hope, right? Exactly. What is Zach Wilson or Mike White for more than... Two and a half quarters yeah. at a time, or Joe Flacco in the last ten years. What have those quarterbacks given you hope for? Right. At exactly. least Russell Wilson, you could point to. Okay, he's got a Super Bowl win. He's got a Super Bowl appearance, ten win seasons out the wazoo. Four thousand yard bad, pass. The bad year this year, yeah. but
0: but played a whole lot better. Toward the end of the season. And the
1: ownership bailed him out, too, right? Because it's, well, maybe it was Nathaniel Hackett, not necessarily Russ. Because it's
0: now looking mm-hmm. more like Hackett played a much larger role in why there were right. problems offensively. Now, I think
1: it's kind of symbiotic. It's chicken and egg, right? Sure. Whether it's Russ's struggles or Hackett, just not Yeah, but I, I, I don't know
0: if I can agree with Foxworth, though, that the Broncos
1: third, are at the top of the list? Third, I don't think
0: so. Probably third. Third. Yeah, I think just that's based fair. based on
1: the fact that Falcons are a... 21 fifteen. That was the score. Losing to Tampa Bay. Seven point. Literally one more touchdown this season. And and they're a playoff. They're a home the, game in the playoffs.
0: They're in a soft division. It was very Jim Morris. With a <laughs> a playoffs. Yeah. With, with a with a young uh, quarterback playoffs. now that yeah, Desmond Ritter looked better in that last game. Got his chance to start. Mm-hmm. That might end up panning out for them with the quarterback spot. Like I said, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. in New Orleans moving forward, quarterback wise, coach wise, Carolina. Because what if Sean Payton decides? You know, I think, yeah. I think I'm going to go back to New Orleans. That's entirely possible. Don't think it's probably going to happen, but entirely possible. And
1: Atlanta may be the most stable of the four heading into the off season, and Tampa's a playoff team. You
0: know, and here's okay. Here's the other thing. Nothing to nothing. Anything to do with this? Mm-hmm. So, Pyle, if you got an answer on this today, some thoughts on it. Team most likely go from worst to first in their division. In 2023, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340.
1: Denver doesn't have their first round draft pick, Foxworth. I mean,
0: yeah, Yeah, I I just, I think they're the division they're in and the division that other teams are in like the Falcons Mm -hmm. that has to be factored in that Sean McVay from all reports. Now, the reason he wants to no longer be the Rams coach, he doesn't want to be there for the rebuild. He doesn't be part of that. He and, and that the Rams have essentially said, "Okay, if you want to look for another job, we're okay with that." He's James Harden. So now, so now Sean McVay could very well be in play for a lot of teams. Would Denver be one of those teams? I don't know.
1: Is Sean McVay gonna be a Dungy? Andy Reid esque coach wins, moves, wins, moves, wins, moves.
0: Could be, because
1: everybody goes through a rebuild at some point.
0: Look, but look, look what
1: the Bill Browns Belichick's rebuild going through is like that hotel in North Korea. <laughs> it's just been sitting empty, it's, half finished for it's, thirty years. It's endless. Yeah, or the building out at the airport to bring it a little closer to home.
0: Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, about what you're saying,
1: you know, so some other places is, wow, they really they tore down that Burger King and plopped a Culver's <laughs> right there pretty quickly. No kidding. You know what boom, I mean? Boom, so
0: boom, boom. Could Could Sean McVay be that guy that maybe. comes in, wipes out the Burger King and puts in a Culver's? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. No offense to our friends at BK. No, no, not at all. But um, yeah, I would Denver be a place that would intrigue McVay. If that is the case, there's a lot of jobs out there. There's a lot of places he could go. But it doesn't the, feel and,
1: like they're on the cusp, like the Rams were when he got there.
0: Exactly. They they are farther away from that mm-hmm. than the than the Rams were. And if if he doesn't want to stay there for the rebuild in L.A., then then he's, he wants to be he wants it to be you know as they say you're looking for a house. you want to be he wants it to be turnkey. Was to come in, yeah. open the house, and go, brand spanking new, and I love this, and this is great, and we're going to go out and win a bunch of football games, We're we're going to win a Super Bowl in mm-hmm. my first year or two here.
1: He's and not trying to flip the house.
0: He's not, he's not a flipper. He's a turnkey guy. He wants to buy new. He wants to buy championship ready. And so what were those, very quickly here, because we have to get to what's happening, What what were those? Where are those places? Does Denver fit that? Depends on what they do to say no. It's what they depends what they do to address the offensive line thing and something else you can't control. The health of this football team in 2023, which was absolutely devastating. Second most guys on the IR this season. So let's okay, quick. Let's look at where. There might be a landing spot for him, possibly. Raiders are not going to move off McDaniel's. Mark Davis can't afford to. I'm looking around here uh, of teams that are looking for would be looking for a coach. Possibly, are the Colts that team? It's N-
1: really rumbling that they could stick with the guy they got. And
0: and I. But I would if you, not but, be shocked. But if you had Sean McVay, if McVay was interested, for whatever reason that might be. But this is Jim Irsay. yes yeah, is who's a little on the... Cuckoo side. The, uh, yeah. The um, eccentric. How about that? How about, he's a very eccentric guy. He's a lunatic.
1: We could just <laughs> hey, say it. Okay. I mean, he hired him in the first place. It,
0: it was an idiotic, stupid yeah. thing he did. The Texans... Maybe if no. Sean Watson was still there prior to everything that's gone on. Then With all their
1: draft picks, maybe Sean maybe. McVay hasn't drafted in the first round in a decade.
0: You know, maybe maybe if Dallas decides if they they flame up, though they're Sean Payton, could, yeah. be, could be the guy that goes there too. If Mike McCarthy is playing for his job, the Cowboys would be a team, though, that would fit that, of being championship Contender material yeah,
1: and at least monetary compensation to the Rams would not be a problem.
0: Yeah, Cardinals, no. That's that's a mess right now. Mm-hmm. You know the the Bears have not indicated they're going to fire Matt Eberflus. They're even sure what they're going to do with the number one pick. Um, as well, they shouldn't in January eleventh, right? Tampa, there's no indication that Todd Bowles is going to get canned. Carolina's looking for a coach, but what if you're Sean McVay? What what intrigues you about Carolina? David Tepper's money, quarterback spot. That's draft capital, their, maybe dra- draft capital. But that's not a turnkey. That's that's a build. That's I mean, a there's a little b- bit of a, with,
1: quite a bit of a build actually.
0: With with Burns and some of the defensive players they have, I mean, there's some things, some pieces there. Mm-hmm. That are intriguing, but that's not turnkey. The Saints are more turnkey of, of the teams that they could be potentially looking for head coach. Yeah, they're probably because of their defense. They got to figure out the quarterback situation, what that might look like. Maybe the Saints. Possibly. Possibly. But of the teams I mentioned that are potentially looking for head coaches, none of those teams are, are teams right now. You go, yep, yeah, absolutely. They're they're right there. Mm-hmm. Den- I'll, I'll be honest. Of the teams I just rattled off, Denver's probably the best of that bunch at the moment because of of having Russ. Yeah. And but but I don't know if McVeigh if that's because he could sit back. You know, I'm going to go do TV for a couple of years. He could go Dick for a meal. I'm gonna go do TV for a while. I'll do mm. that. I'll see if I like that, and then I'll come back when I'm when I feel like I'm ready to come back. Do a little bit of a, you know, Sean Payton sabbatical. Yeah. Look around and and see who at some point might want a head coach that and a team that's that is turnkey let for me, him.
1: Let me throw one at you real quick because they already have a coach. They're in the playoffs, but with the way this owner operates. The potential to get Sean McVay may, may may make or let Stephen Ross move on from Mike McDaniel.
0: And there, and there's always been already been those rumblings that that he might make that move.
1: You know that that wouldn't. I mean, he fired Brian Flores after winning ten games. That's true because he didn't lose enough, and now remember he
0: tried to go big. Yeah. with Sean Payton and getting Brady. Mm-hmm.
1: If there's a chance that Sean McVay is available,
0: young quarterback.
1: Very, very skilled offense. Yeah. Does stuff that Sean McVay kind of likes to do.
0: Good defense.
1: Pretty decent defense. Right on the cusp. Playoff team.
0: That could be you. You're trading left coast for right coast. Mm-hmm. It's not
1: not ridiculous. I think you know as far
0: as warm weather goes. If that's a McVay thing that that has an influence on Doesn't what he wants get to do. Much
1: nicer than Miami.
0: Yeah. So that is true. That is, that is a team. Hollywood to South Beach, yeah. That, that potentially, with Stephen Ross's flakiness, right there with Jim mm-hmm. Ursay. That that that's a possibility, but he also could do what I'm saying too, though. You know, Dolphins are nice. That might be that might be a really good place to go, but he might just go. You know, what I'm going to take a punch year. out for
1: a year. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm in. I'm 36. I got. I got. A, I've got time. I can go Dick for a meal. Mm-hmm. I'll coach. I've won a Super Bowl. I'll. I'll take however many years I want to. I'll try Is this TV thing. legacy set before 40. Yeah. And then he can come back at 42, 43. Still a, a fairly young coach. Mm-hmm. And go someplace else and do it again. That wouldn't shock me the McVay may go down that road too. So we'll see what happens. All right, 718. Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. Text your call is 970-242-1340. It's a whine about a Wednesday with Talon wine. Well, why don't you cry about it? Uh, very quickly, a thing you need to whine about today so we can... No,
1: I'm pretty solid.
0: You know, okay, all right. I'm sure I'll find something. I was trying sure to... Find I, something. I was trying to... I, doing a Fubo trial. Uh-oh. Because I'm looking around. Yeah. I, it, took, it took me forever to finally get the thing to work. I don't know if it was operator error. I want to blame Fubo instead. But I finally got it to work, so mm-hmm. it uh, it's all the do you all know, the trial stuff. It's just it's, it's 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 like going on. It's like dating or it's auditioning or interviewing people for a job. Mm-hmm. Looking at streaming services, it's like, do I want to stay with satellite? Do I want to do this? What are the pros? What are the cons? It's it's been exhausting. Now that I don't need Red Zone.
1: May give Fubo the trial. Yeah. Because I have Sling, and they've upped their prices to where it's really kind of the six of one. Right. So, I don't know. And that's see, a, that's zone, a discussion.
0: And red Zone's the st- sticking point for me, too. Right. But,
1: it, I mean, now that we're out of the football.
0: That's yeah, not a big deal. But you could, the beautiful thing is you could have that and then drop it. Mm-hmm. And then go to something that has it. and then, Right. And then drop it when, when that time comes. All right, 720 and it is time for what's happening. All right, the avalanche rallied from deficits of 3 to nothing and 4 to 1. But it was not enough in losing at home to Florida 5-4 last night in Denver. The loss puts the defending Stanley Cup champions in ninth in the Western Conference. Avs coach Jared Bednar was not pleased with the effort. Well, we didn't play well enough for 40 minutes, in my opinion. It was just not good enough. I think, you know, we get some shooting luck and more intensity to our game in our third and it starts to turn around for us, but wasn't there. Didn't manage the puck good in the first. Didn't like the way we checked in the second. Colorado picked up goals from JT Confer, Miko and Andrew Cogliano, and Nathan McKinnon. Tonight, the Nuggets, who lead in the Western Conference, take on the Phoenix Suns. That uh, Christmas night rematch tonight, Nuggets and the Suns pregame at 7.30, tip at 8, with Jason Kosminski on the Team Sports Network. The Broncos have now interviewed Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh and current Denver defensive coordinator, Ajiro Vero for their head coaching position. The Denver Post reports the Broncos spoke virtually with Harbaugh on Monday and Vero in person yesterday. Indianapolis and Houston have requested interviews with the Vero. The Broncos have requested interviews with former New Orleans coach Sean Payton, Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, San Francisco defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, and L.A. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Moore. Montrose and Central clashed on the basketball court Tuesday night in the Southwestern League opener for the girls. It was Central coming with a 46-38 victory led by Bren Wagner who scored 17 points. Sister Alex Wagner had 7 in just the fourth quarter. Central coach Mary Doan says now that they're into league play the schedule only gets tougher from here. It
2: doesn't get easier. I think that our easiest stretch of basketball games was the first week so we just continue to get harder and harder and, and you hope to keep playing better and better and you want to be playing your best basketball at the end of the year.
0: Warriors improve the seven and five. They snap a three game losing streak. Central heads to Battle Mountain next Tuesday. The Redhawks drop to eight and two. They host Palisade Friday night. On the boys' side it was Montrose with a fifty one to forty victory. Red Hawks senior guard Jacob Hawks leading the way with twenty four points. He had five three pointers as Montrose moves to nine and two. Redhawks coach Ryan Boeringer says the path to another SWL title won't be easy.
2: I don't think we've lost the league game in a couple years. These guys these guys know what the expectations are, but granted, it's, it's going to be much tougher this year. The league's very good. I mean, everyone's well-coached. I think it's kind of up in the air.
0: Central falls is 7-4. and four. They take on Glenwood on Saturday. The Redhawks are back in action hosting Palisade. You can hear uh, both the boys' and girls' games this Friday night on 95.7 The Monkey, 93.5 in Montrose, your Highway 50 game of the week. Coverage starts with the girls at 5.45 Friday night over on The Monkey and uh Coming up back half of this hour, we'll talk with Palisade boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock. Getting back to girls basketball, Grand Junction fell to 0-10 with their 41-35 to loss to Rifle. It was the most points the Tigers have scored in a game since dropping in 37 in a loss to Palisade in January of 2022. Jalen Hansen and Riley Applegate each scored 8 points apiece for Grand Junction. Colorado Macy University baseball coach Chris Hanks has been elected the chair of the Division II American Baseball Coaches Association at their convention in Nashville last weekend. Hanks was elected ABCA D2 chair, and he'll serve a three-year term. He's also the RMAC representative for the Division II Coaches Connection on their monthly calls. Hanks is entering his 26th season as the head coach of CMU Baseball. Former Colorado High School Activities Association Commissioner Burt Borgman has died. Borgman died Monday at a Denver area hospital and his son Logan put out the announcement on Facebook. No cause of death has been announced. Borgman worked for Chassa for 33 years before retiring in 2021. During his time at Chassa, he oversaw several sports including football, basketball, and baseball. He also played a key role in founding the Chassa Hall of Fame. In the upcoming Junior College Baseball World Series, one of the more familiar names will have a new name. The San Jacinto Gators are a thing of the past, as San Jacinto College in Houston has uh, brought all their campuses under the same sports logo and nickname. They'll now be known as the Ravens. No word on whether the traditional green and gold color scheme will be changed or not. The move was made official last month. And that's... What's happening? It's going to be I'm weird. No Still more, uncomfortable. No more Gator haters. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so weird gonna be to call them the San Jacinto Ravens. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a change. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: I, that one's gonna be tough.
0: We'll 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 find a way to make it work though. Mm-hmm. All right. I just we we'll, we'll have to reach out to Tom Harrington. So we can get Tom on to talk about this. Yeah. The San Jack baseball coach. About how does he feel about it? Coach of the
1: Ravens. Never Coach more. of the
0: Ravens. Not the Gators anymore. The yeah. Ravens. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, talk about the Avalanche loss last night to the Florida Panthers. Also, Nuggets score off against the Spurs. The Spurs. Excuse me. The Suns tonight. Both teams start with S. S the word Sun, ends with S. The Suns tonight here on the team pregame at 730. That's coming up. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Well, why don't you cry about it? More coming up on the Jim Davis Show.
2: They're a lot of fun. Oh.
0: The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted awesome name in automobiles. One thing uh, we didn't get to, a uh, Rockies closer Scott Oberg. Finally, officially announcing his yeah. retirement. He'll be an assistant on the Rockies staff. Of course, he battled the the blood clots in his arm for the last couple of years of his career. But, uh, man, when he was on, mm-hmm. he was great. Former Grand Junction Rocky yep. and Scotty Oberg. So wish him the best of luck uh, moving forward in his new chapter in baseball as a Rockies assistant coach. All right, uh, the Avalanche falling to Florida last night, 5-4. to four. Colorado fell behind three nothing. They fell behind four to one. Came back. Ended up losing five to four, and and it puts them in a difficult spot as we head toward the All Star break. They're now ninth in the Western Conference. And last night, I mean, it was some was how the Avalanche played. They also had some calls that certainly did not go their way. Miko Rantanen was was visibly upset. He you know got was in the boxer interference after officials missed a a high stick to his face. Jared Benner was obviously not thrilled with the lack of a call. You know. You know, so yeah,
1: I I understand there are calls that went against the ass, but they also got into a 4-1 hole, you know they, what they, I mean?
0: they 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 created their own problem. And then right. sometimes when you don't play well.
1: It starts to snowball against
0: you. It does. You and know, it, At
1: some point you have to create your own luck as well. And you also sometimes create your own bad luck. You're still two-thirds of a roster of AHL players, essentially. Guys that are not back to full strength. Guys that haven't played together all year. And sometimes you just, you're not playing well and it all snowballs. That's what happened last night.
0: 0-3 on the power play. That that didn't help last night. The game-tying goal looked like it was offsides for for Florida last night. So, I mean, there there were things... Well, I can complain about the officiating. Okay. But the fact that they put themselves in two deficits, two three-goal deficits... Mm-hmm. You, you if you don't give you
1: up three goals in five minutes... You're not in a four one deficit.
0: Avs have now lost for the sixth time in the last seven games. And it's a rough stretch. And you know, they they, they got goals last night, as, as I mentioned earlier, and what's happening from JT Comp from Nico Ranton and Andrew Cogliano and Nathan McKinnon. But those who want to blame right now, like um Gregoria for how he's played. The avalanche defensively, McCar, Taves, those guys have not played well. No, they haven't. They've, they've turned the puck over. They have not played well in front of him. And so, while well, the Avalanche, they, they rallied twice from two, three-goal deficits, and there's some sense of, okay, that was great, right?
1: hmm
0: Andrew Cogliano says, loss, still loss. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think
1: uh, at this point, um, you know, we can't be taken. Many moral victories. Obviously, good job coming back, but um, not good enough. We, we 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 just didn't execute the game plan that well tonight. We turned over a lot of pucks. Getting down four ones tough, and you know at the end we got to get a kill to to get us at least a
0: point during in the overtime. They
1: just they have a problem allowing goals in succession, right? Yeah. They allowed what three and four minutes, three and five minutes last night. They allowed the. Two in thirty seconds to Toronto a couple weeks ago. Vancouver scored three goals in four minutes the other night. Last week, I think it was. So I mean stop allowing goals. Stop allowing back to back goals. Don't allow stop a goal. Having in bad off turnovers. The yeah. I
0: mean that that's part of the problem too right now. Just some bad turnovers but in particular by unfortunately mm-hmm. Kale McCarr. And four minutes DeMontes. and forty
1: seconds, Florida scored three goals. I mean, at least play to try to play some defense,
0: which is part of why they were able to win the Stanley Cup last year is how great they were defensively. Yeah. And I, I tell you, it's it's not good right now. It's and and they're in a they're in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. They still don't have Landeskog, still don't have Nachushkin. I mean, they still have some key guys that are out.
1: Having cashed in a power play in, like, the last seven or eight chances. Yeah. Haven't been able to do that. You missed out on a handful of chances last night. You allowed a power play goal. You took kind of a bad penalty, Lekkonen's hooking penalty. It's not great. It's just, like, I understand there's injuries and there's bounces that go their way and there's questionable calls, but, I mean, they... They did not play well last night. That, that was the the typical did not deserve to win that game last night. You know, like sometimes it's like, man, we came out, we played really hard. Goryev played fantastic. Defense played good in front of him. A couple bounces here and there, we lost. It's, t- it's a four. tough loss, yeah. Right. they They didn't deserve to win this game last night. Yeah, they fought back, and they tied it up eventually. But two power play goals, Kachuk had a pair. It's like
0: Chuck had the, the big mm-hmm. game-tying goal and the, what looked like it was an offsides.
1: Yeah, you know, 5-4. You gave up five goals to a Panthers team that's at 500 on the season. You don't deserve to win that game. At home, defending Stanley Cup champions, you got a couple of your studs that are actually on the ice for you. You didn't deserve to win that game, and you didn't.
0: I mean, you look at all the the traffic in front of them just in their division right now in the Central. Stars at 25 and 11. The Jets, they're 26-win team right now. The Wild have won 22 games. The Blues have won 21 games. Yeah. I mean, they, there's a lot of traffic in front of them right now in their own division. And then you got teams that, like the Kings that are still playing well in the Pacific.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Golden Knights. The Kraken are having in their second year a, a really, really good season. at, they are. at 24 wins right now.
1: You're 11th in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. I mean, you don't get... It's not the World Cup where the host gets into the World Cup no matter how good or bad they are at soccer. Defending Stanley Cup champions still have to qualify on their merits of the next season. And right now, they're not. They've got a lot of traffic in front of them, like you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a schmoz in the West. Minnesota, third to Colorado, sixth is just 5 points. But yeah, Dallas yeah. and
0: Vegas both at 56. Yeah, Abs are ninth in the West in point percentage right now.
1: That's true cuz they don't have as many games played right. as some of the So, other
0: teams. just to just to clarify there, but you're right though in terms of That's wins. That's still outside looking That's in. It's still it's still outside the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really mm-hmm. change things a, a bunch. you are still spot out of the playoffs. P- playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Second Jim Mora reference. It's
1: killing it on the show.
0: <laughs> no kidding. It's been a big Jim Mora. Yeah, he gets morning. a
1: couple dimes every time somebody mentions his name.
0: So we we move from the uh, Avalanche to their hardwood brethren, the Denver Nuggets. Right now, your leaders in the Western Conference, along with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Nuggets coming off that uh, really nice win, though LeBron and AD didn't play in that game, but the the Nuggets, uh, Westbrook played really well in that game mm-hmm. against Denver. But nobody else related to the Lakers, where he had Jamal Murray with the the huge game where he scored the, the 34 points to help lead the Nuggets to the victory. Another what, 11th triple double from Nikola Jokic, and that win against the Lakers. And now it's a score off that rematch of the Christmas night game between the Suns and the Nuggets. Suns come in with a win after uh, knocking off Golden State last night. So, uh, Nuggets and the Suns tonight over at uh, Ball Arena. Pre-game for that one tonight. 7 30, 8 o'clock tip with uh Jason Kosminski on the call in that one. Nuggets defensively played really well against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They've they've been a little more consistent defensively lately. Yeah. And that's a that's a good sign. Great sign that Jamal Murray now feels more comfortable because he was able to, to get in the lane, attack the rim more mm-hmm. in that 34 point night so that's that's a big plus that he's feeling more confidence in that knee
1: you should win this game I mean this should not be a contest no Devin Booker maybe no DeAndre Ayton maybe no Chris Paul campaign those guys were all out last night against Golden State second night of a back to back this should be this should be a route.
0: Yeah. Mikael Bridges led the way with 26 points last night, but you're right. All, all the, the, the big names, the big guns mm-hmm. were sitting out last night. So we'll see what happens to the Nuggets tonight. Nuggets taking on the Suns. Suns come in 21-21 and 21 on the season. Denver, of course, as I mentioned, they lead along with Memphis – Lead the Western Conference with the 27 and 13 mark. Jason Kosmisky with the call on the team tonight at 7:30 with the pregame. All right, it's uh, time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention?
1: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
0: All right, what do you have, Buckeye? Well,
1: the Golden Globes last night, and Eddie Murphy got the Cecil B. DeMille Award and have some life advice that really is applicable for everybody. I want to let you know that there is a a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. There's a blueprint and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple, there's three things, You do. just do these three things. Pay your taxes, Mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name (laughs) mouth. That's great life advice (laughs) for everybody. Probably,
0: probably good set of rules to follow. Pay your
1: taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's name's wife wife's name out of your bleeping mouth.
0: Exactly. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. Palisade boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
1: Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on
0: Colorado's sports leader, the team. (laughs) Get in the huddle with Palisade Boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock on the team. And Bulldogs coach Corey Hitchcock brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Corey, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on this morning.
2: Hey, Happy New Year, Jim. Thanks for having me.
0: Always great talking with you. Uh, Your team has been able to get a couple of games in here to start 2023, be able to knock some rust off with two uh, really good wins, the win against Summit and then Rifle. In that that Summit game, Uh, Luke Faye, Josh Sato both played really well, uh, 16 points apiece. Like I said, your team off to a good start here in 2023.
2: Yeah, I've been really pleased with the way we started uh, uh, this new year. You know, we, we wanted some games early to kind of get some rust off before we got into the, the Southwestern League and Western Slope League play, so I'm excited for the, the uh, guys to get that opportunity. There were some things that we needed to clean up and work on, but uh, overall I'm been really impressed with uh, what they've been doing.
0: Yeah, you get the win against Summit 54-48 and then uh, the home win against Rifle, uh, you know, old-time South, Western Slope League uh, matchup on that one. 56 to 19 and you know not to to say anything to uh you know insult the folks a rifle i mean that's that's a that's a tough night but you guys have you have to be thrilled with the way your team played defensively to hold them to just 19 points
2: yeah absolutely I, you know i was pleased with our defensive effort uh you know our rifle was missing uh their big kid logan who you know, obviously, a big threat for them. He did not play in that game, so it kind of made our game plan just a little easier. Uh, but, you know, overall, the guys showed up. You know, and that's the main thing. I owed the boys a lot from running that day after that game because I told them that every point they held them under 35, I had to owe them a down. So um, I wound up running eight down and back, so I got a little shape. Uh, for that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you regretting that now? Saying, "Well, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have promised the guys I would do that if they went out and did that." They it, it definitely motivated them though, right?
2: Yeah, it did motivate. I don't know if my bones my bones couldn't <laughs> take it, but that's all right. It was worth it. It was worth it to see them come out and play like that. You know, when I was watching, you know, other teams play right before they were getting up forty points, and uh, so I was pretty excited that we hurt them to nineteen.
0: Palisade Boys Basketball Coach Corey Hitchcock with us. Uh, it's Montrose coming up on Friday. Uh, they picked up the win on a Tuesday night against Central, and uh, they've they've got off to a great start. I mean, they're 8-2. and Last year was a sensational season for Ryan Volringer's team. They went 25-1. and They went 8-0 in, in Southwestern League play, uh, facing some pretty good competition in that league. And when uh, you look at this team that Ryan has once again, lost some guys in, in Luke Hutto, and and also Ashton Oberg from last year's team that, that made that uh, deep run at the state basketball tournament. But they still have plenty of talent left, obviously, after uh, uh, the job they did against Central on Tuesday night.
2: Well, it's sure, man. Ryan has the nickname Coy, Coach of the Year, for a reason. Uh, every year he gets a new group, and he does amazing things with them. He always does a great job. He always has the guys well-prepared, and they work their tails off. And defensively, they're one of the uh, – toughest matchups you'll face uh, one of the better defensive teams I've always respected the teams that he's put on the floor and uh you know that was, that was a great game last night I got to watch that game uh Central Montrose and uh, you know Montrose you know had control of that game the entire time but you know at the end Central was trying to cut back but I think Montrose defensively just so tough and it makes it very hard to score on on them and um you know I think they can do a, a lot of different things um uh, and they're just a good, well rounded team. They can play inside and out. And so it's going to be a tough matchup for us, but I'm excited to play one of the top teams in the state.
0: Ballisade Boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock with us. One of the things that I think will be a, a fun matchup on Friday night is uh, Luke Fay for your ball club, Corey, against Caleb Ferguson, the sophomore that's got off to a really good start for, for Ryan Voringer. That's uh, two talented big guys going at it Friday night.
2: Yeah, you know, I told Luke last night at practice, you know, you. You're going to have your hands full, but my expectation is for you to match that intensity. You know, uh, we, you know Luke can do a lot of different things and help us, um, you know, score the ball. But I think defensively, he's better. He's, he he could be better than what he has done at times, and so that's what we've been really challenging in the last two weeks. And he's really stepped up to that. Uh, you know, it's going to be up to our point guard bones to make sure that you know Luke and Josh get the ball and and uh, you know are able to. Be in position to score, and you know we need need some other guys to really step up uh, at our guard play for us to have a chance in that game.
0: A guy played well for them on Tuesday night, uh, Jacob Hawks. uh, He he led them in scoring in that game. Senior player, backcourt guy for Ryan Voringer. That will be, you know, one of those uh, tough backcourt matchups that uh, that you'll have to try to slow down coming up on Friday night.
2: Oh man, can he shoot it? Holy smokes! I think I think he was six for eight last night. Uh, what an incredible player! Uh, yeah, he's going to be a tough matchup for us, but you know, I'm gonna challenge our guys. I think you know I want our guys to come out and not back down, and and hopefully we can we can go out there and with some confidence and 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 know and our guys respect Montrose. They know how good they are, and they know what they've done over the years. And we're not we're dead. It's not a team that we're looking past at all. And uh, we're, we're, we've been practicing like we're not looking past them either. You know, they've been practicing hard uh, this week, and and I'm just uh. I'm grateful for these guys because I know that they want they want to go out and compete and they want to play a good team and they want to showcase that we've been getting better and better uh, as the season's gone on. So, um, you know, they're, they're ready.
0: Bulldogs head boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock with us today. And we talked about the effort you had defensively against Rifle, an impressive uh, effort holding them to 19 points, Corey. But along with the, the defense in these first two games of 2023, some other things, other areas you've been really pleased with that you've seen progress in, you know, going all the way back to that the Warrior Challenge basketball tournament.
2: Yeah, I think we're doing a better job not just relying on Luke to score. Uh, I think we we getting more guys involved. That you know, uh, we've been getting a little more balance in our scorebook, which is nice. Um, you know, I think that that always helps because I think what happened after that Warriors, a lot of teams were keying in on Luke, and uh, we kind of struggle to make that adjustment at, at, at our players did at, at looking to score and that kind of slowed us down scoring wise uh and so i think that you know i've been really pleased with that that we're sharing the rock a little bit more and we're finding guys and other guys are taking shots and i think that's going to make us stronger as a basketball team offensively uh i like the way we've been uh pushing the ball a little bit better you know our point guard hunter howard who we call bones he's been doing a good job uh you know being a floor general for us and as only a freshman, he's coming out, and he's really – I've been hard on him this year. I've been really pushing on him to be not a leader just on the court uh, with his play, but also voc- vocally, and he's kind of getting there slowly. But, you know, he's always w- willing to be coachable. He, you know, he's a yes coach, and he's pushing hard. And, and, you know, I've been happy with him doing that. And, and then I would just say, you know, the, the the accountability aspect of our team taking pride – and holding each other accountable has been a big thing, especially with this young group. You know, I think early on they were a little afraid to, you know, tell somebody, you know, to pick it up or hold them accountable for being late or whatever. And, you know, this week, you know, you, even this week especially, they've really been uh, jumping on that and, and really taking accountability and ownership within the team because we all know the best teams are player-led teams, right? And we've been preaching all year long, and, and I think they're starting to see that. And so it's been cool to – to watch them grow in that
0: aspect as well. We'll have coverage of uh, Palisade at Montrose Friday night over on Monkey, our sister station. Uh, 95.7 here in the Valley for Bulldogs fans, for Red Oak fans. You can hear the games at uh, 93.5 FM coming up on Friday night. Girls pregame right around 545. They'll tip it at 6, and then the boys at 730 on Friday night over on the Monkey. Corey, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and good luck Friday against Montrose.
2: Hey, I appreciate you, Jim. Thanks for everything.
0: Likewise. Corey Hitchcock, coach of the Mon- or the uh, Palisade Boys basketball team. They face Montrose Friday night, as I mentioned, over on the Monkey. All right, uh, 7.52. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Let's see. Uh, not a lot of wines. Well, one from Dylan. One, to wine about offsides being challengeable when a goal is scored in the NHL. Thought it was cool at first, but if a guy is flying down the middle of the ice and gets slashed and the slashing call is missed, that's not challengeable. Robert, wishing you a happy birthday, Buckeye. Thank you. Steve with a text this morning. Romy Bean has hands like Matumbo.
1: Yeah, that was yesterday. We were talking about Co. Colorado Sportscaster of the Year. We will talk to Connor. one of them. Like yes, Connor McGahey coming Connor up at eight forty. Romy Bean and Steve texted yesterday that she has hands like Matumbo. Didn't
0: <laughs> don't know that for certain. <laughs> I'm just curious, Steve. Where did that come from? Because I, I mean, she's on Channel Four in Denver. We mm-hmm. don't see her that often. But I've never I, no
1: I've never noticed.
0: I've I, never noticed that she has gigantic hands.
1: Or are they Matumbo esque with the waving middle, waving yeah. pointer finger? Is that, yeah, I,
0: does she do a no, no, no? Yeah, I don't know. Is that I'm just curious, Robert. Or, I mean, Steve. Where does that come from? I just mm-hmm. that's kind of a. Out of nowhere, comment this morning.
1: Well, that was yesterday.
0: I'm sorry, yesterday. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's yesterday. That was a leftover. My so apologies it was, it I didn't was read the date.
1: On topic when he texted, it. right? Okay. Which was also, you know, a lot. But back. still, though, this morning what, it doesn't make any well, sense. Well,
0: but even yesterday, it's like, well, well she has hands like Matumbo. What does that have to?
1: I would to, like an elaboration. Yeah, yeah. please,
0: Steve, because hey, color me curious on this. Okay. Mm. Why? Maybe
1: the most fascinating hands question we've had, not related yeah. to the NFL draft.
0: Why do you say she has hands like Matumbo? What does that mean, size-wise? Could she palm a basketball? Waving a finger now, if she can palm, even palm a girl's basketball. That's pretty good. Still pretty good. Yeah. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Men's basketball. That's, re- you've, got That's big, real you've got some big. you got some big hands. Yeah. To do that. All right. I'm just yeah Steve just explain that if you would please I'm just I'm just curious all right it is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon wine you got something you want to complain about please do nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty my ongoing one all the neighbor dogs just barking just barking no no freaking reason just barking middle of the day just barking mm-hmm. don't know why go out and yell at them we got the little the uh ultrason- you know the ultrasonic noise thing yeah Supposed to make him stop barking? Eh, it doesn't work. They pay no attention to it. They're immune to it. That's my gripe this morning. Do you got a gripe, a whine, a complaint? Text or call us Chick-fil-A breakfast team, phone line 970-242-1340. I do want to uh, mention, plug, uh, the conversation I had with Tad Boyle, University of Colorado Buffalo's men's basketball mm-hmm. coach of the Buffs in USC. Tomorrow night on the team... That's coming up at 9.20 this morning. So uh I had the chance to talk to a Tad Boyle the other day and a really good conversation with the winningest coach in CU Men's Basketball history. Hour 2 is coming up next.